Hey guys, welcome to another episode of AA for Entrepreneurs. I'm Andrew. I'm Adam. We are here with the Woods, Heather and Matt. How are y'all today? Good, thank you. Amazing. We we came out here to uh, to their beautiful home. We didn't need our lighting. They have so much good natural lighting. It's it's great. Probably making us look a little bit more beautiful, you know, <laughs> or, or less beautiful. But in comparison. <laughs> oh man! So tell our listeners uh, a little bit about what y'all do. Can I go first. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm Heather Wood. My business is um, Embody Love. So I'm a spiritual strategist. So what I do is I help people get unstuck. And I help them with um, intuition and ego. So, like, understanding how they really work and how to use those things to um, make your life exactly what you want it. And I'm Matt Wood. I own Restoration Coffee. It's in Whitman. And I serve specialty coffee and espresso drinks. Um, just trying to change the attitude of the area. and uh, Delicious coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Giving some delicious coffee to everyone. But you guys, uh, you were always entrepreneurs and have tracing this entrepreneurial journey. What were you what were you guys doing before this? And let's go way back. Take it way back. We'll take way, it way, way back. back. <laughs> Jump in that time machine. <laughs> I actually went to school to be a dance teacher. Um, and in the process of that going to school for dance realized it wasn't what I wanted to do. because um, you know getting forced to pick something at eighteen is you don't know weird. Yeah, like how do you know right yeah. exactly um, so I, I did that for a while and then I, um, did real estate. I sold real estate, which teaches you a lot oh, yeah. to be an entrepreneur. Um, my parents are both entrepreneurs, so that was always like in my, in my peripheral to do that. Um, and then, um, I don't mind. So my mom owned a real estate office, um, and my dad owns his own business. So he does building and he does, um, septic repair and design. Um, so then I started with fitness. I knew I wanted to help people, mm-hmm. but, um, when you're really intuitive, it's like hard to figure out how that fits in. Like how are people going to accept that? So I thought I'll help people, um, feel good about their bodies. Um, so I started with that and then it just sort of slowly eked into, um, doing what I do now and being like, I call it the broom closet, like fully out of the broom closet. Um, and letting people know that I'm intuitive and that I do uh, use my gifts for that. It's so. gotta be scary because it's you know obviously like some scrutiny and, and disbelief yeah. of like what's what's happening yeah. and like yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can tell you firsthand of like how spot on you are. Oh. Like, <laughs> Thank I'm you. pretty sure that when we moved to Colorado, like we used one of your like card readings mm-hmm. that you put out mm-hmm. as like our final decision mm-hmm. maker and like oh, both like awesome. our eyes out together like this is all we're doing. <laughs> yeah. awesome. so. yeah it is scary it's um an industry that I really felt like needed a makeover I always say like intuition I feel like needs a PR makeover like mm-hmm. people think it's fortune telling or yeah. trickery or fraudulent or something all is clear now exactly exactly, exactly. <laughs> um so I really I love that that's what I get to do and like through my own um fear of of letting people see that um, and sort of in front of everyone on social media kind of coming out of the room closet in that way. Um, it's great to now be able to help other people do that and like see how it works in their life because, you know, there's, there's some street cred there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did it too, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's great. But doing all those other things um, were so crucial to like what I do now. You know, so many people think they're making mistakes or, mm-hmm. you know, wasted time doing a different career or on a college degree that they don't use. But I really feel like there's so much knowledge in doing the wrong thing experience. and doing things that don't, you know, love and experience mm-hmm. that um, 
I wouldn't trade any of those things. Sometimes you have to do what you don't like to figure yes, out what you do like. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> in a roundabout way. Find the elements that you do like and then the elements that you don't and see where, you know, you would do things differently and yep. screw up all the time. And, yep. You know, those yeah. are the best things to do, I think. It's kind of like you when you go through, you kind of find like, okay, I enjoy doing this part. Yes. This part, not so much. This actually feels like radiation. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of go down this this path and exactly. And, and you don't really know yeah. until you do it, right? Like you have to try it. You think like, oh, I love this, and you're like, oh, nope. <laughs> so you find that, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah. So, did you, was there like a moment when you realized, all right, uh, I do like the entrepreneurial aspect of the real estate and what I'm learning, but mm-hmm. it's not quite. Yeah, it's not quite there. What was that moment? Was there a specific? moment or was yes. it kind of like a I, well I think I think I always knew I wasn't going to do that forever but um I was good at it which um you know you you have this job that you make good money at and that you have all this experience in and mm-hmm. you know built up a clientele it sort of becomes hard to be like well do I just leave that yeah. like is that a terrible decision right mm-hmm. um so I, I always knew it was sort of a temporary job but um when my grandfather died my grandfather and I did real estate together for a long time um, which was awesome. I learned everything from him. Um, when he died, it was sort of like, why am I really doing this? This, this wasn't really ever my thing. Yeah. Um, so that was a big moment. And then after having, um, we had two babies really quickly, <laughs> back to back. Um, and um, after going through that and going through the difficulties of becoming a mother, and I struggled with postpartum depression and, and like, who am I now that I have these two kids I have to take care of? Um, it sort of realigns everything for you and you kind of are like, I think this is sink or swim and I think I'm going to try swim. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I'm kind of at the bottom here. So let's see what, what could come of this. So, you know, really like looking at my two kids, um, and my husband who was working at the time, you know, for a corporation, he wasn't an entrepreneur yet and wanting to like pave a way that was better for everybody. You know, Mm -hmm. I want my kids to watch me do what I love you know, even if that's not always successful, mm-hmm. uh, because that's what I want them to do. So, you gotta let them you know, see you fail. Exactly. Too. Watch those, me struggle. Watch yeah. me do the hard work, and maybe your path will be easier. You know, when you uh-huh. go do that. It's kind of like what your parents did. They they loved what they were yeah, doing. Yeah, exactly. Kind of followed in, in exactly. Path. It gives you more permission when you've seen you know your parents do it or somebody you know do it. Um, to try it. So. Yeah, like I'm sure growing up with entrepreneur parents, like they had those rough months where it was like, yeah. oh man, we got to cut back a little bit this exactly. month we didn't make enough money. And I think that, that has been something that I've really tried to um, not have in my business, which is hard as an entrepreneur. Yep. You want consistency, right? So finding ways to, to not have those, you know, fingernail biting months and, you know, so you learn what's hard and what's tough and you try to, you try to make better with it, so. Yeah. How long have you been working on Embody Love? Um, Embody Love has been officially Embody Love for three years. Um, I started with Body Love, which was the fitness business. Yep. Um, and so that was eight years ago that I started that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Impressive. <laughs> and and Matt, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Matt, how about, how about your story? Let's go way back into like senior year of high school, right? It's May. Really, the senior, right? This is what did you What did you want to do? So I, when I was in high school, I was actually a mechanic. So I was doing, I'd work, I'd go to school half a day and then go to work, like work study program. Yep. Um, and just after graduating high school, the shop I was working at was closing. And I had been working on some BMW, BMWs at the time. So my boss said, you go work for BMW, go 
interview day. And I was like, all right, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Like, like I was just a kid, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a good idea. Um, so I went to BMW and they hired me and they sent me all through training and all school and everything. Um, and I moved from dealer to dealer to dealer, a bunch of different BMW dealers. Um, and 15 years later, I was like, I, I was ready to get out of working on cars. So I got into doing like service writing and dealing with customers more. And I, I really enjoyed that, but it wasn't like what I really wanted to do still like I'm where I am now, what I want to do, but then it still wasn't the time. So I like looked for a different um, place to go. So I wanted to go work for Tesla and I worked for them for about a year. And one day it was just time and I got let go, came home, talked to my wife and she's like, you need to do what you want to do. Um, so basically I was like, I want to make coffee. And she just, she was behind me from that moment on. And it was just head over heels into making coffee. And um, I reached out to someone that I thought would be a good place to set up a shop. And he actually, it actually worked out really well that I asked him because he's like, we're, we're going to be building a new shop if you want to help me build it. And I can do anything. Like, I don't have a problem working on cars, building anything. Um, I can make coffee. I can take photos. Like, yeah. um, it's kind of annoying. He can do yeah. everything. He does it all really There's well. There's anything you're yeah. not good at. Exactly. Like, no. <laughs> she called me Matt Guyver. Yeah, That's exactly. Awesome. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah. Basically, do whatever I need to. So we spent six months building the whole shop up. We did everything from the floors, the ceilings, the brickwork, tile, everything. This is before you even like set up shop. Yeah. Like this is just preparing yeah. to set up yeah, shop. This is, yeah, this is building out, like we built out the barber shop and ended up building out my shop inside yeah. the barber shop. Um, so it's like you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Yeah, exactly. Partnership. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it, was a, it was seven days a week for just about six months and wow. it was a lot of work, but... I didn't have anything else to do at the time. I didn't make coffee. <laughs> and I had never made coffee before. I wasn't in a restaurant. I wasn't like in a restaurant. I wasn't making food, like nothing like that. I was surprised it's, when he said that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. I was like, I've never heard this. Yeah, yeah. sure. It's a, it's a very interesting link. Yeah. yeah. From yeah. Coffee. Now, why, why did you choose, ultimately choose coffee? Um, I just liked it so much. Like, obviously, I the drink culture, a lot of coffee. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, everything from like trying new things that just knowing that there was different stuff out there, different flavors that I wasn't getting around here and I knew where I could get them, but I didn't want to drive 45 minutes every time I wanted to get a cup of coffee. That was yeah. what That's I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, and there was nothing like that around here. And it was just, I needed to bring something to this area and sort of teach people about, what specialty coffee is, what really good coffee is, stuff that you don't have to put cream and sugar in, and you can if you want. Like, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> I don't have it your way. You cannot have cream and sugar. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, being able to show people now, like, when I hand pour a coffee, and they look at it, and they're like, I don't want to put cream and sugar, I don't want to do anything with this, because it, you just made, like, just a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to ruin this, I just want to taste it the way... It's supposed to be tasted. It sounds like going into like a restaurant, like Gordon Ramsay's restaurant, <laughs> ordering a steak and putting A1 on it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yep. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. good. It's like you kind of lifting it up to an art. You were kind of, before before the podcast, you were showing us the, 
of Chemex. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's, so apparently there's different, different styles of brewing coffee, which I'm just kind of getting into the whole the coffee scene. And that was just really interesting to see the different methods yeah. and how, how that works. Is it something that you've always known about or be getting into coffee or like, like were you into any kind of flavor, like wine tasting, like even, I mean, I, I like wine, can, but yeah. <laughs> or like something with like that terpene in it. Like, cause that's what, you know, coffee is, is like yeah. a special terpene that your body. I likes. wasn't not necessarily like, uh-huh. Like with wine or alcohol, like I'll drink anything you give me. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, Let's remember that. <laughs> That's documented. <laughs> but um, for coffee, like once I tasted especially coffee for the first time, I was like, why am I drinking anything else? Yeah. yeah. Like I now I understand why people are putting so much like candy flavoring in and like uh-huh. coloring. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah like why you like I don't want I don't want someone to come and be like I want a snickerdoodle coffee. Like that's a dessert. <laughs> that's, not, that's a cookie. That's yeah. not a coffee. Like and once I had that like flavor and that taste, it just like it pulled me in. It's and, different. Like you were saying, there's like berry you know, tastes within the coffee yeah. because of the way that you brew it and it really is. Like, yeah. it's like aftertaste of like blueberries almost. Uh-huh. Yeah. Weird. Matt was showing us, he had, the, he brought like a small bag and it was like artisan coffee and he's like, smell, smell this. So he handed, yeah. 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 So he handed it to us and we're smelling it. Like the first scent that I got was it almost, chocolate. yeah, it was like a, uh, like a high, high end chocolate. Mm-hmm. And like it was, it was delicious and it wasn't like, the thing you go into a perfume store and they're like, here, mask everything and completely clear you and you smell like this burnt coffee. Like, it was nothing like that. It was totally yeah. different. It's almost like wine tasting, like where like wine tasting is really goofy because you're like Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> but like every smell, like you got like a different undertone of something, like you get yeah. more coffee and then like more of that chocolate undertone. It's yeah. different. It definitely is like artisan. You know, exactly. it goes into like we're trying to get our hemp license. We, we applied for it and everything, and we're trying to grow hemp artisanally. Yeah. Where everybody else is growing it like corn, it doesn't care about the quality of it. We yeah. figure if we have the top quality hemp going into our oils, we're gonna have better CBD oil than everybody else. Yeah. You know, exactly. So kind of the same concepts. Hundred percent. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So this this jump from mechanics. I know you before the podcast you actually mentioned you doing photography too. Yes. What was that like? So you do photography while you're a mechanic. Yep. So basically, I would work Monday through Friday, or maybe Monday through Thursday sometimes, and then work, and then I'd shoot a wedding on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Um, and it started off as just like oh, I'm going to take pictures of the kids, and it like exploded, and like I just fell head over heels into it. Um, I started doing concert photography, and I I shot for a couple websites where they'd send me to the concert. I'd stand in front of everyone else and take pictures of the people, mm-hmm. um, which I loved. It was fantastic. Yeah. I've, I was never really into going to shows that much. I loved music, but like there was, something, the there was something about it. Yeah. Especially being able to stand in front of everyone. Um, <laughs> that guy's special. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then it just transformed into doing portraits. And then I was like, I, I can do weddings. Like I'm not afraid to do anything. Yeah. Um, and weddings are I mean, that's a very special day for someone in very emotional day. And I just love documenting the, from everything from taking pictures of of jewelry and stuff like that to emotions and just documenting the day. That was a big thing for me was being part of it without being like this guy with a camera. In your way. Uh, Yeah. And 
I started shooting for myself. I started shooting for a couple other photographers where they'd hire me to come shoot with them. And it just exploded. It went from doing a couple weddings a year to 50 weddings a year on top of doing a full-time job. So it was, it was intense. And the other thing with that is like I was meeting customers at coffee shops and I was always into that like, Oh, I just want this, like, that feel, that vibe, that cozy uh-huh. feel of being in the coffee shop. You have that cozy cup of coffee yeah. with you, and um, I just needed that part of my life. And it kind of, when I was thinking about coffee, it just came back into that of, um, I need to have that same vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rather than just, like, drive-through, drive-through, drive-through. Yeah, quick you know, I mean, that's what it is. It's easy. It's yeah. easy for drive through places to do really well. Right. With my shops, you can, you're going to have to come in. You're going to have to, you don't have to sit down, but you're going to have to come in and, you know, in, like, so, soak up, yeah, yeah, soak up that atmosphere. Yeah. How important do you think that y'all are to each other in this whole process of like becoming successful as entrepreneurs? Like how much do you, is it like, you know, Matt, maybe you're a little down and Heather lifts you up or, or vice versa. Like, how important is that into everything that y'all do? I mean, yeah. It's everything. I mean, when you're an entrepreneur, especially when you're doing something that we both did, which is outside of the box in different ways, mm-hmm. um, when you're going to go for that and you're going to do things, you have to invest in yourself. You have to take risks. You have to put yourself out there all the time. It's scary. And it is. And sometimes it goes really well and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> and so you need someone who's in your corner, who's cheerleading and saying, like, go for it. Like, get back up. Do it again. You mm. can do this, you know. Um, I'm leaving for a week next month to go see Tony Robbins. Is oh, no. oh, yeah. So I saw that you um, and I'm just leaving for a week and he's going to deal and he's like, you got to go. It's the right, like, you know, you need that support person who's when you're down goes up and when you, you're up, you know, it's your rock for you and, and all that. I definitely could not do what I do without, uh, his support all the mm-hmm. time for sure. Yeah. It's crucial. I think. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I agree a hundred percent with that. I come home down and she like lifts me up. It's like that same thing. It's like, like with, and I'm constantly bouncing ideas off her, and she's not like, she's not afraid to say like, "That's oh, crazy. a terrible no. idea." <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, come bring it back. It's like I have some crazy idea. <laughs> yeah. I remember what was I saying? It was some. You know, who Gary Vaynerchuk is. Mm. He's a you know he's a big entrepreneur has a podcast stuff like that. He's a multimillionaire, and I, I said something. I was like, "Oh yeah, imagine if Gary if he just walks in." She's like. She literally took out her phone and was like, I'm writing this down. I'm looking down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to make like a blog post right. of like crazy, crazy ideas. <laughs> yeah. Just make a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> we, we've also been together since we were 15. Oh, so wow. on top of being supportive, like we know each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like to have... Like better than you know yourself. Yeah, so <laughs> like always holding up a mirror. You know, yeah. like you're, mm-hmm. you're going too far from who you are or that's not really you. Like who really gets that I think is as an entrepreneur, you know, authenticity is so important. So like having that sort of grounded, you know, thing. So what I really like about what you guys are doing is that you are fully on board with social media. Like you see the importance Mm -hmm. of social media in having a business. Is that something that you always knew or was it just kind of fell into your plate? Like this is obvious. This is, this is like a, a, pig with a, an apple in his mouth just ready <laughs> low hanging fruit what did you guys think about social media and how did you get into it well when I first started my business social media was kind of new which mm-hmm. makes me sound really old 
Um, but I remember like getting a Facebook account, you know, and, and all that. And when I had this idea one time um, on Facebook to pull angel cards. So I was like, I'll just show up and pull cards. And like so many people told me it was a terrible idea. Um, but I did it anyways. And before I knew it, um, there were like 800 people asking me for a card and my business grew because you could go on Facebook and post something and I would answer you back, you know, for free. free, Right. And everyone said that that was crazy to do free stuff. And and I do a lot of free stuff on, on social media, but that's what built my business. So it was like, I sort of fell into it that way. Like this one thing over there on Facebook works. Um, and now I do like, I work from home. So every session I do is, um, over video chat and I'm on social media constantly. Most of the classes have a Facebook group that go with it. So for me, it was like that crucial moment where like that took off just as like Facebook was back when like business pages were like a thing, you know, like they did well. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, and so that happened and like, I still pull angel cards now, you know what I mean? Like I still do that. And it's, um, to be able to show up and to show people your value, especially with what I do to say, like, I'm not, I'm not wearing a turban and like gazing into a crystal ball here. Like uh-huh. this is really, I'm a real, I'm a real person and this is how I'm doing this. Um, watch me in real time. Like ask me, I'll, I'll show you has been awesome. So I love that. Um, I love that instant connection with people. To me, that's just like the best. Mm-hmm. And then for you, I think with, with photography, it was just like a natural. Yeah. I mean, Instagram is basically, Pictures, pictures, yeah. pictures, pictures. There's content in there, but like it's pictures. That's yeah. our white photography. Like magazine, right? That's yeah. what you have to put out there. You need. I'm not sure. I can't show. I can't talk about what I'm doing yeah. Yeah. on Instagram because I'm a photographer. Yeah. Like no one's going to care that much. Yeah. <laughs> for, for me, it's like I have to show pretty pictures every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Like I did. So I have a page for my photography, which I don't really do anymore. But I have a woodworking page. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Like, I have to show the projects I'm building. Yeah. Um, and then the Restoration Coffee is I'm drawing people in, saying, showing the drinks I have and showing what the shop looks like. So when people walk in, they know where to go. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people walk in, they're like, it's a barber shop. I don't know where to go. <laughs> like, walk towards the coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> well, just right. walk towards the smell. Yeah, yeah exactly. The smell of coffee, that's yeah. where we're at. I think like what what you guys have been doing it really embodies raw entrepreneurship, right? So you, it's like some people think that entrepreneurship is like a solid line. It's like here to there, but it isn't. It's kind of like here, there, there, maybe something back here, up, up, down, exactly. and like so. What I've seen is like you went into photography, and then that kind of gave you the the skills and the backing that you need now, and you kind of make these awesome artist type videos that mm-hmm. promote your coffee shop. And I go, I went on your, your page, I'm like, wow, these are beautiful pictures. The video is incredible and it really speaks volumes mm-hmm. when people go on this. I really think that's, that's amazing. Sure. That whole... yeah. we were, we've been talking about going around to local businesses and creating uh, social media commercials because TV commercials are dead, let's be exactly. honest. They're completely and utterly dead. What do you do when a commercial comes on? Change the channel. Change, Change the channel. channel. Check <laughs> the phone. Netflix doesn't have commercials. Yeah, Netflix right, exactly. doesn't have commercials. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. Nobody likes commercials. Nobody's right. watching. Even the Super Bowl ones, like hardly anybody's right. even watching those anymore. Right. So social media ads, one, they cost a whole hell of a lot less than TV ads. Right. And everybody's on social media. Exactly. Have you guys messed around with, with ads at all, like Facebook on Instagram? Mm-hmm. I have. I do a lot with ads and stuff. Um, it's, it's like this. I'm always like trying to do... I like organic reach the best. Like yeah. I, I really feel like that builds 
your business desk when like someone has said, check this person out. Yeah, yeah. Um, somebody tags somebody like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah so oh, I, yeah. I work really hard on marketing that way, but I have done that because you know, Facebook gathers so much information on people. And as an entrepreneur to know like who's clicking, like who's into this stuff, like what things that I posted got a reaction from people good and bad, you know, yep. they'll tell you all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I have, yeah, so I, I do I do like that. I do like to put that out, especially free things is what I'll pay money to advertise. Yep. Um, just to get people to come and take a look. And then if you if you like what you see, then stick around, yep. you know. But for me, I think that organic, um, you know, find a way to share this or get this out there has been mm. the biggest. And just being able to, like, you have such, like, a, a base right now where you could just be like, hey, share this for you guys. And right. like, I see so many shares on yeah, your posts right. from it. Right. And I think I think that kind of thing comes from building up trust with your followers. You know, like they they trust that the content you're putting out is good. They know that you're not just trying to get them to buy something all the time. You're, not just you're doing trying it for to you. give. Yeah, you know? you're trying to provide value. Exactly. Yep. Um, and when you when you focus on that as an entrepreneur and people just really start to associate you with with value. value, then they're happy to share. You yeah. know, like they almost feel bad. Like, yeah. Oh man, but she's helped me so much yeah. with this, this, and this. <laughs> right. I have to buy that. Exactly, and and they feel they feel like a part of your business, yep. which is huge. You know, you want people to feel like, oh, I know her, and I, you know, she's not just some figurehead at the company. Like, I I know her. She's on Facebook. I've talked to her on Facebook before. You know, that's yeah. what you want because then they feel like I feel like I have a piece in this business too. Oh, I want to share. Family. Yeah, exactly. This is my tribe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like those people that are like, oh, I knew so-and-so before he got famous. You know? <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. It's just like that personal connection yes. that helps so, yeah. so much on like uh, just kind of confirming who you are as a person. It's so important. Definitely. So, social proof is in, like the most important. In my industry, the opposite is taught. Like in the self-help intuitive industry, you're supposed to be like mysterious and unreachable and untouchable and... You know, the only way to be intuitive is having 12 near-death experiences and, you know, it's different, you know, and um, I really went the opposite road and social media allowed me to do that because, mm -hmm. like, I'll show up with no makeup and looking like a hot mess with my kids in the background and talk to people and that builds such a better connection than this, like, weird mysteriousness, you know, like, if you want people to sort of feel connected to you, you have to come in. Person. It's more organic feeling. It's not overly yeah. produced. Right. You know? Exactly. 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 <laughs> nothing phony about it at exactly, all. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what you hope for. Yeah. So when, like, when you were learning about Facebook ads, were there any like obstacles? Were there anything that you kind of like? Oh, okay, I tried this, didn't really work out. Let me try this, and then maybe you hit a point where like, ooh, this worked. Yeah. There was a lot of mistakes and money wasted. Yeah, exactly. Um, I ended up finding, eventually, after wasting money, which I'll tell you the mistakes I made in a minute, I found, like, a class for someone who was like, this is how you do Facebook ads, mm -hmm. and, which is worth investing the money in if mm -hmm. you're going to invest the money in Facebook ads, I think. Um, but what I did for mistakes was just, like, boost and promote everything that I put out. <laughs> yeah. And that, you know, if somebody's never seen who you are before and you're asking them to spend a hundred dollars on mm -hmm. something like that's quite a leap yep. um so i learned that if you are paying for facebook ads give them something free you know in exchange for their email address or for joining a facebook group um and so they would see this free thing and they're so much more likely to click so the investment in it just became in like getting people into my world or to have to have heard of me right mm -hmm. um and so that worked but it was you know trying to do these like it doesn't matter if you have the most perfect graphics and everything else if you're 
you know, they've never seen your face and they don't trust you. They're not going to spend a hundred dollars on it or 50 or 20, you know what I mean? They want to, they want to get to know you. So that was a big part of, it was a big learning curve to that yeah. for sure. Yeah. Wow. Now this is a little bit of a, a change, but I remember back in like maybe 2016, I was working at a, at a hospital in Boston and I would take the commuter rail, I'd be freezing cold and just standing in line waiting the daily grind. And actually the first time I heard of you guys was when you ended up bringing free coffee to all these people in the stuck commuter rail. What was that like? How, how did that idea get sprung up? And So my shop's right next to the commuter rail. Um, and which one? The Whitman commuter rail. Oh, right. The Whitman stop. It's a Kingston line. Um, and obviously winter, we're freezing out and I have the TVs on and one of my customers comes in and he comes up to the counter and he's like, he's looking at the TV and he's like, oh man, the commuter rail's on fire one stop away. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so, so I make him this coffee. I like look outside and there's like hundreds of people just standing there on the platform. And I'm like, here we go. Just like fill up a pot. Like a meat. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just made a big pot of coffee, grabbed a bunch of cups ran over there. I mean, I had like a sweatshirt on. Didn't even have a jacket. I go over there and everyone's like, like head to toe, Bottle like shirt. Right everyone's like huddled together. And uh, I'm like, anyone want some coffee? And people were like, look at me like, like, and then you're like, free coffee? Like, you want a free coffee? Yeah. They're, like, they're like, yeah. So like pumping it out, like giving them to everyone. And like, I don't even care if it's, it's just keeping people's hands warm. Like everyone's out there freezing. Yeah. And um, I gave out a whole pot of coffee and like, they were, I went to go fill up again and they'd already got the train there. But um, a lot of people were like, wow, like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, you guys are over here freezing and the train's on fire down the street. Like, <laughs> you can be all here day. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it just so happened that one of the people that I gave a coffee to worked for the, chan- the news station. Oh, okay. And so he reached out to me later that night and said, like, oh, I'd like to write something about you for doing that. I said, like, oh, that's nice of you. So like, I asked my wife that knows how to speak very well <laughs> to uh, help me put something together for it and mm-hmm. uh, they put it online and had like a couple thousand shares like yeah, it was crazy it's just his personality though like if he sees a problem he's just gonna go fix it yeah. you know that's that's just him yeah I remember I think you had asked me like oh did he like plan that as like a marketing thing or anything and I was like I don't think so like right. just yeah. like following you I've been following you for I think three years maybe two yeah. Yeah. and I just I just started following you and, and it just seemed like both of you just like doing the right thing. Like, just like helping people. I would yeah. love to. I'd give coffee. I'd give free coffee to everyone if I could afford to do yeah. it. <laughs> I just want people to have that experience. And like having something like that was just nice. It's like, you're not going to say no to this cup of coffee because you are freezing. Right. And I'm giving it to you for free. Yeah. <laughs> have you thought about, so you have your idea of your, your mobile espresso card that yeah. you've now it became a reality. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a real thing. Have you talked to the commuter rail about possibly setting up station right there? Um, yeah, good. that'd probably be a good money making. Like, and it's, it's kind of like a huge investment on my is side. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd have to get like a permit or something like that for yeah. it? Okay. And pay them a lot of money. I got you. All right. I, I asked one of the, like, the guys who drives through and like checks all like the security or whatever they have for it. Yeah. The transit police. I asked him, he's like, you're going to have to pay a lot of money to do that. Mm. I mean, I, I also have a mobile uh, trike that can do cold brew and it has taps on and everything. I can ride that around. So 
also have to like sneak over there during the summer. Right through the parking lot, right back there. But um, I have a lot of plans for mobile this year. Yeah, farmers market would be. The far- I'm doing a farmers market now in Hanover, nice. inside the Hanover Mall. Uh, it's every other Sunday, but I have my espresso cart there. So building some branding and mm. being able to give some good coffee to people that are coming to buy baked goods, farm. It's it's that scene, like the people who go to farmers markets and want fresh, organic, real food, mm-hmm. they are also the, the type of people who would be interested in real coffee. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like right the perfect yeah. avenue. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would definitely just with coffee, like you have such a wide open lane, like mm-hmm. you could almost do like Comic cons, like cannabis conventions, or uh, beer conventions, yeah. like you could do like almost anything. So it fits in yeah. everywhere. And with that mobile, with that mobile setup, it's that's what it's set up for. Like I, I've booked a wedding with it already, so like that's I'll awesome. be there late night for like around dessert time. We'll be really? doing espresso drinks and lattes, and but I'd like to get into doing a little bit more where I could have that at businesses, at uh, corporate events, at yeah, anything like that. And be able to have someone that that's all they do is they have the van, they have the cart in it, and they drive. That's where they go every day. They go to a different place. And yep. Even if it's just like shops in Derby Street, you know, like if they want a little pop up and they just give free coffee to customers. My mind is just. Matt loves to make people stay with coffee. It's about giving them an experience. You could almost like on slow days just like find a, a busy place and like because like a pot of coffee, you know, you could probably offset that somewhere the cost of it like yeah. almost on once a week like on your slow days just film yourself giving out samples yeah. of coffee yeah. and stuff and it's just like creates such an experience for your following online yeah. you know like they want to see you build people that are watching you now me you know like I, I want to see you build more yeah. like your content is phenomenal your video content like I was watching your video and I'm like oh that's what we gotta compete with to make (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be hard (laughs) but it's just like now now we just gotta just keep branching out and it seems like every idea that I'm throwing at you like yep thought about that (laughs) seems like your head's always kind of tick 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 too but there are a lot of people that own businesses that aren't professional wedding photographers and don't have $50,000 $50,000 worth of camera yeah. gear. You know, right. like, right. like, that's the people that you have to go to. Yeah. The people that they want to have this, they take terrible pictures, but they <laughs> they would pay to have content like right. that. Yeah. Right. It just so happened to help me very well that mm-hmm. I can take good pictures and video. Have you ever thought about getting into content creation? Like yes. for other people? Yeah. I don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday. Yeah. But I, do, I do the photography for the barbershop. Oh, so yeah. many of the haircuts, well, most of the haircuts, I take pictures of for them. And it's just one of those things where it's like, hey, Matt, can you come take a picture of this? And then just walk over and take a picture, mm. edit it, and send it off, and they put it on their Instagram. Interesting. Cross promotion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so important. And right there. So it's like them, it's, it's, it's helpful for them because it's like they have a photographer on staff basically because I'm inside the building you get a lot of like barbershop customers that come over after the haircut yeah most most of my clients right now especially in the barbershop are barbershop 
uh, clientele. Mm. Before the, I'm open two hours before the barbershop opens, so you do get I do get a lot of like women that will come in then, but most of the time, like after nine o'clock, it's mostly guys because they women don't really want to go into a barbershop yeah. ever, especially when there's, like, <laughs> there's like forty guys sitting yeah. in there waiting. But um, mm. but yeah, most of the, most of my clients are from the barbershop. So that actually sounds like a uh, like a decent obstacle. How do you how did you have a plan on to kind of like get around that obstacle and um, or well, I'm still thinking about it. I'm building a new cafe. That's probably going to be the, yeah. the easiest way to yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> is, Just uh, make it a destination. Yeah. So basically, I'm working on putting together a cafe in East Bridgewater now that will be like a standalone. Um, so women and men will feel comfortable going in and out. I started opening earlier just to try to get more of those people in because mm-hmm. I saw that it was all men, mm-hmm. which isn't a problem. Yep. But I feel like there's more women that drink coffee than men. And being in a situation where there's a drive through place to get coffee down the street is way easier than feeling uncomfortable walking into a barbershop to get coffee. Right. right. Ease of use. That's what's going to, yeah, yeah. bring people in. Yeah. Nobody wants that uncomfortable feeling just to buy coffee, unfortunately. Yeah. So that's really smart that you're just kind of like, here's my destination, come to me now. <laughs> Now what? <laughs> Heather, have you kind of encountered any real obstacles or problems through your entrepreneurial career? That... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I think the problems are important, you know, and I, I like that question because I think a lot of people see like you online or they see your business and they think like, oh just happened overnight or, you know, oh, it's easy for that person. But, um, no, the obstacles are constant. And I think it's about how, like, you how you deal with them and how you see them as an opportunity. So my biggest obstacle is just that people, when they hear that I do intuitive work, immediately are like, oh, so you're some kind of fortune teller who, you know, tell me when I'm going on vacation or what the lottery numbers are, right? You know, and, and so that sort of like misconception is yes is really hard for me um and it's also awesome because it's sort of i've tried to take that and be like well this is what i can do with it like this is how i can help people you know help them understand what it really is like take away these stigmas like show people that you know intuition and ego is something that everybody has and you know back in the day we used to all operate that way we used to intuition was a big part of your life and it's just feelings and you know when you don't understand that you tend to build a life around stuff that looks good on paper looks good to other people um so that sort of like stigma um is is the hardest part of my business but also the coolest you know what i mean like that i get to help knock those walls down a little bit yeah i could definitely relate to that i'm like heavy, heavy, heavy into the cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. There's so much ignorance. Like, yes, and misconception and wrong information. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I'm helping somebody with uh, uterine cancer right now. In two months, a yeah. kiwi-sized tumor is almost gone oh, with just amazing. cannabis oil. Yeah. No, no chemo, not yeah. at all. And it's, it's just amazing. little things right. like that like, right. that we all have to do to kind of change the stigma because especially as, as a man, mm-hmm. intuition isn't something that we're, we're, we're raised to follow. Exactly. You know, like men are like, don't show your feelings. Exactly. That's bad. Why exactly. are you crying? You exactly. Know? 
and you know what you're doing is kind of training the mind like dude you're human <laughs> it's actually a great part about yeah. you is, is all of those things and i get um i mean i'm a feminist i'm pretty open about that but i get a lot of men being like you know well uh, i'm not supposed to show my feelings and you know or this is, you know, women, women being better at this stuff is hard for me. That's like, but you're being repressed too in this, you mm-hmm. know, in this like thing that macho men don't show their feelings. It's quite the opposite, you know, like showing your feelings and feeling them and using them to help you um, is everything. That's what I get excited about. That's what gets me up early in the morning. Emotional keeps me up late at night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is learning how to deal with those things and how to direct your life based on them instead of, Pretending they don't exist. Yeah, you can't just like stuff them and stuff them and right. stuff them. Like, yeah, we'll be fine. We'll yeah. be fine. And all of a sudden, boom. Right. But I think that's how most people live their lives mm-hmm. based on like, this is a safe job that makes me, hopefully, you know, most of the time a mediocre enough amount of money to pay the bills. And I'm just going to do this even though I'm dying inside and there's no passion in my life or purpose. Yep. And they think, you know, following that, you know, feelings and, and doing good stuff seems irresponsible and you know i'm kind of like i think the opposite's true you know i think the opposite i think if you're walking around unhappy all the time you're ticking time bomb you know so start start chasing what makes you feel good and you'd be surprised about what the universe will throw you i know that's been our experience like oh wow some cool stuff on the side yeah. <laughs> on the side of the pond you know definitely I could definitely relate to that like growing up I was just raised so negative you know like in mm-hmm. such a negative environment like everything was overly negative like I right. was one of those people that like meeting you 10 years ago I probably would have been like she's too positive yeah like, that was <laughs> right that negative. irritated by like, positivity literally right? irritated yeah. by positivity yeah. and so right. like it was just like a switch and like what am I doing? Right. Like, why am yeah. I such a negative prick all the time? <laughs> yeah. What is the point of this? Nobody <laughs> likes me. Nobody wants to hang out with me. Like, right. why don't they want to hang out? Oh, probably because I'm a negative right. asshole. <laughs> it's like taking responsibility for your energy. But, like, I was that way, too. Yep. Like, I was not responsible for my energy. I was unhappy. I was not being who I was. I was hiding who, who I was to be the socially acceptable version of myself. So mm-hmm. I know... It's never a judgment thing for me because I've lived both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get it. Um, but you have those moments where you kind of hit a bottom, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I could stay here and live at the bottom of this hole. <laughs> or I could climb oh, up God, and yeah. see what happens. <laughs> right, yeah. So that was sort of what happened with me. And then now doing that for yourself, but then getting to turn around and, like, help other people do that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's everything. Like, that's so rewarding mm-hmm. to take your own struggle and, you know, use it to light the way for other people. Like, to me, that's just... It's like grabbing a torch and like going through that dark cave. Pinch me, I get to do this. Yeah, exactly. I love that. It's that that. warm cup of coffee on a cold day. Exactly. (laughs) Perfect. I love that. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. So, listening to your story now, uh, it seems like your parents were big mentors for you. Mm -hmm. Did you have any other mentors as you were going through this Mm -hmm. journey of yours? Yeah, a lot of a lot of people. I think I think this is true for most people. When you go out there and you follow the scary path and you leap without a net underneath you, um, people just kind of show up at the right moment and, you know, throw you that bone. Um, but I was, I was like ready to quit because I, when I, when I started doing more intuitive stuff, I was doing, um, mediumship. So I was doing like, you know, communicating with loved ones and I can do it, but I didn't love it. You know, it's just sort of like the logical thing. That's what intuitives do. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. And I I didn't love it. And I was doing that and I was like ready to quit. 
um, and actually Maureen Hancock, who's this like really well-known medium in this area, just like walked into my space and was like, I don't know why I'm here. I'm supposed to be here. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and she, she not only helped um, train me, I would like go to her shows with her and watch her. Um, she taught me a lot about like following what you do love, like find it. Um, and then I would say Tony Robbins would be, I don't, haven't met him. Well, I gave him a high five once, which to me makes him my best friend, but right. he probably hey, doesn't think so. That's further than most people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I remember actually seeing a YouTube video of him back when my video, my business was first starting and it was like, oh my God, I, I, I make sense what I'm supposed to do with my life. Like it's sort of a combination of like what he does with the coaching, um, especially doing it live like that and, um, and sort of like what she does with the intuitive part. And so then I got to kind of use them as like these sort of lampposts, um, lighthouses. Exactly. And then, you know, lots of other people along the way would come along unexpected people you know, just when you're having a dip, they're like, come on, you can still do this. So, um, I think there's been a lot of people in that way, but yeah, I've been lucky. How about you, Matt? Have you had any um, mentors? I don't, your not necessarily mentors, but like I'm a very technical person, so I learn stuff from from watching YouTube videos, from listening to podcasts, yeah. like uh, and like doing things. Um, not necessarily like, hey, can you help me out with this? Like it's for me, it's completely different. Like I have to learn by seeing someone doing it or being explained explained the process mm-hmm. or reading about it. Um, so basically, like, podcasts, I love podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been listening to them for a long time, like, <laughs> from, like, Joe Rogan, which doesn't teach me anything. But, like, coffee podcasts that I've been listening to, like, once I get out of work, it's, like, po- podcast on, drive home. Like, whenever I'm doing anything, like, artistic or anything, like, I have a podcast on, just, like, listening and learning about, not necessarily, like, this is how you make coffee, but it's, like business aspects mm-hmm. um there's a podcast i'm listening to now that they talk about values and um employees and stuff like that and like growing employees and mm-hmm. which employees you need to be looking for not necessarily like oh just go find the barista at the place down the street like that's like, funny and, and heather has told me this like <laughs> like time and time again it's like don't just get a barista to do it like mm-hmm. find someone that's passionate about it someone that is has good work ethic and like personality. the personality for it and then you can teach them coffee after yeah. the funny thing that I hear from like I, was, I mentioned Derek Vaynerchuk earlier he talks about all the time hiring and firing mm-hmm. literally he says that the hiring is not the most important part it's firing Yeah. so like you can hire a hundred people mm-hmm. but if you keep those hundred people and they don't do what they're supposed to and you never fire them then it becomes a hindrance yeah so, like, you could hire somebody and decide in an hour that they're not right for you, but yeah. it's just getting over that hump of just actually hiring somebody. Yeah. I haven't done it yet, so <laughs> like I'm just speaking from his, yeah. his you know, perspective. But he, uh, he says that all the time, that, like, if he didn't have the EQ to fire people when they're supposed to be fired, like, his company would fail. Yeah. And that people put too much stock into, like, overthinking who they hire. So, like, if you're ready to hire somebody and you need somebody probably just hire somebody you know like right. hey, actually I actually have somebody for you there you go you can have <laughs> you can have Courtney. Courtney. <laughs> exactly we're already recruiting her we're already we'll bring the yeah. baby too and then make it a double cute factor people Perfect. want to see the baby get their exactly. coffee and yeah. exactly. <laughs> you hold the baby I'll make it exactly Perfect. It's like, yeah. it's, like, it's like the places that do coffee and cats now. 
You can yep. drink coffee and like pet a cat. Dude, we've been wanting to go to a cat cafe for so long. I love cats. I yeah. love animals. They're so awesome. I'm waiting for that that coffee and cannabis. Yeah, shops. That's, that's, that's going to be happening. Corner. CBD coffee. Yeah. We actually, I just worked with uh, Disrupt Boston. Um, did you know? Did you see the CBD coffee ad during the Super Bowl? No. There was an ad run for CBD coffee, and I actually got to shoot a segment with him, like interview oh, him. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's Flower Power CBD coffee. I think it's oh, called. Cool. Yeah. And yeah. they're becoming a big deal. So yeah. CBD is already getting infused. I've had that's THC awesome. coffee too. So yeah. Yeah. and we're probably. You know, maybe, hey, there we go. We could partner up and yeah. <laughs> create a CBD coffee line with them. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. I feel like every time we do one of these sessions, there's just like so much information for people and so much value that we're bringing to people. Like your stories are just so amazing and so humbling to hear. Seriously. Thank you. Very. Do you have any like last words or tips or advice for anyone who might be um, trying to make that leap or, or anything trying to leave the nine to five. I would just say, make a plan, like make a plan and and stick to it. And, um, I make my clients stand up and yell final decision. I'm doing it. You know, even if it's in a year, you know, or two years or whatever, but like, say like by this time I'm going to do this and by this time I'm going to do that. And then, you know, you'll, you'll do it, you know, but if you, if you're just like waiting for the right moment, um, it will never happen. You know, life will throw all the tough things at you mm-hmm. and you won't have the right moment. Um, but you're you're just betting on yourself as an entrepreneur. You're saying, like, I bet on me. I bet I can do it. Um, and so if you're confident enough to do that, then you, you got it. You know, you got this. There's plenty of other ways to make money on the side if, you, if you're struggling, you know. So mm-hmm. have a backup plan, but... Go, just go for it. Yeah, like right now, I keep saying this on the podcast, and the reason I keep saying this on the podcast, I'm doing DoorDash. Literally makes me $22 an hour. I know most of you that are at 95s and stuck probably are not making $22 an hour. Mm-hmm. Quit your shitty job and just go do DoorDash. And then listen to podcasts while you're doing DoorDash. You're going to get double inspired. Like exactly. It's just double exactly. winning. You're and you don't really have a boss either. So it's just, it's great, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And there's so many different things that people can do and different avenues they can take. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said that, believing in yourself. Yeah, it's uh, every day when you're an entrepreneur, you have to place your bets and it's always on you, yeah. you know, that you're going to make tough decisions like fire or hire mm-hmm. or, you know, where you're going to put the money or, you know, mm-hmm. what thing you're going to build today or destroy today. Um, and so you just have to trust that. And if you trust your instincts and your intuition and you follow what feels right, you'll get there. You know, so it'll be bumpy and hard. You know, it's no easy. There's life's not going to hand you like nope. ding, perfect timing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but if you, if you just build that up and, and build up your confidence in yourself, um, you know, it goes from there. And if you love what you do, you're going to become a master at it because yep. you're going to love doing it. You're going to keep doing it. And then eventually you get good and you, everyone's asking you for advice and you're just kind of like, oh. And then even if that thing that you became really good at, becoming a videographer, photographer, isn't something that you use all the time, you can still use it within your business to help it grow, you know, like. You gotta trust that journey. Having that visual, like your camera, the slow roll camera and and all the, you know, the commercials that you're doing, it's gonna be like, when I go over to your page and I, you know, I kind of know you guys, it it really draws me in like, oh, I wanna watch it, I wanna keep watching it. So I can't imagine what it does for, regular people yeah. <laughs> and ultimately 
entrepreneurship is about connecting with people. That's yeah. where most of us do it. We want to connect and we want to be ourselves. And be, have that freedom, right? So mm -hmm. to use the skills you have like that to, to show up and to connect with people, I think that's everything. Mm -hmm. Connection and collaboration. Yeah, exactly. How about you, any final words for I mean, going through it? Are ready to make that leap? Yeah, I mean, other than just doing it, I, that's how I feel. Just, I just do, it. do it. I've said it. Just do it. I'm just going to have it your way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I like to take notes. I take like tons of notes and everything's kind of like categorized. So like I know what I'm getting myself into when mm -hmm. I start something. And I have like an A to Z list of what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily like stick with that one list, but I am making that list over and over and over again. And I'm adding things, taking things away and like, just like learning little subjects along the way. So basically when I get into doing what I'm going to be doing, I know every aspect I need to know. Mm -hmm. um, really? It's not necessarily just like, oh, just brainstorming, but like, I don't know, I just, I'll like run down a list, I'll hit through something, but like I don't really know that much about it. So I learn that everything about it. <laughs> it's just how I roll. Like it's, I'm not a normal person, I feel like, because, I just need to like overly know everything, every little, every single little. Yeah. Even from building the new shop, yeah. I ran into a snag with um, the building department, and they wanted me to have like real plans drawn up. Mm -hmm. And I, I went to the guy, and he was like thousands of dollars, and I was like, I'm not going to do this. So, so I decided to draw all the plans up. So I drew all the plans up and all the specs that they needed to see. Yep. You know, um, just learned what I needed to do to be able to get this. And I brought it to him and he's like, yeah, that's good. I'm like, all right. So, I mean, that's just the way I am. Like I just yeah. learn, I know exactly what I need to learn. Mm -hmm. But that's good advice too. Step. Like either, either learn it or delegate it. Yep. You mm -hmm. know, be a, either become a master at it or find someone who is a master at it. Right, that's true. Them. Um, and plow through those obstacles. Yeah. <laughs> just keep going. Just keep figure going. Out Use, your way around. Use this to your advantage. Yeah, yeah exactly. So any uh, social media that you guys want to plug to our audience? Yeah, where people can find you? Um, I'm on Instagram, Restoration Coffee, um, Restoration Coffee Whitman on Facebook. Um, it will be Restoration Coffee East Bridgewater pretty soon. Um, <laughs> my website's restoration-coffee.com. Pretty simple. Look up Restoration Coffee. If it's not a page that's kind of like a church, it's Restoration Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's about it. Awesome. So I'm Embody Love. You can find that on Facebook, Heather Wood on Facebook, um, and I am at Intuitive Wildflower on Instagram. Embodylove.me uh, is my website. Nice. Very good. It's been Thanks, such a pleasure. Thank you. Amazing. Yes, my pleasure too. Thanks. Thanks.